0: Hey, Z. It's Patrick. Yeah, your cut your segment on the coy dogs and coyotes and wolves. and It was really interesting. I really found it interesting. And um, I live in the quote-unquote city. There's like maybe 17,000, 18,000. Um, but right all around me is all really, really rural, country, farm area. And the coy dogs have made a huge insurgent in the past, well, 25 years. Really, they've just... They're back and they're pretty brazen. And um I remember one time, I think eighty I want to say around eighty-five, being out in my uncle's apple orchards, me and my cousin, and we were just out screwing around playing war or playing army, doing something, and we got surrounded by Koi Ducks. And we had to like start picking up apples thrown at them and telling them to get the it was scary. So yeah. But a good segment. I I appreciated it. Take care. Talk to you. Peace. I hear by Put forth a challenge. Write a story about a conscious butterfly with no moral compass. So record a segment, let me know that you've done so, and I will echo it on my station. Again, a conscious butterfly with no moral compass. Larry's segment yesterday on talking about his work sort of inspired me to sort of follow suit. Now, I mean, most of what I do here on Anchor is related to the work I do as a martial artist. So it's more sort of the psychological aspect um, of martial arts. But I don't actually talk much about uh, the other thing that I do. It's pretty obvious that I do it. But I don't really talk about it much, which is the music. And, um... You know, it's almost like Taoism, right? The speakable Tao is not the true Tao. So uh, I could just be, you know... Talking shit here. As the larb would eloquently state. And, uh... I Well, I think he inspired me just because... Um... Of the contrast. See, I, uh... Again, let's focus on the music thing here. I'm, you know, okay as a musician. I play multiple instruments, and uh, I'm not excellent at any of them. I mean, you know, I could be excellent as a drummer, maybe as a bass player. Um, But yeah, I mean, technically speaking, that's about as good as uh, I could get. Um, I'm still working on it, though. Now, I'm certainly good enough to, you know, play in a band and record music and stuff like that. But I'm talking artistically. So I guess I could cut to the chase by saying this uh, and then we express the similarities and the differences in our various work ethics. I've been doing music my whole life and um and it's something that i really love i mean it really is something special to me and uh i typically have a symphony of noise a cacophony of noise uh going on in my head and i think it it a lot of it has to do with having uh tinnitus uh a ringing in the ear so my brain is constantly trying to make music of this uh, this noise. <laughs> and I'm very grateful for my brain uh, and you know just for the situation uh, to be able to do that. So what I was thinking today was this how um, you know, how much would someone have to pay me to orchestrate, And record or perform the music that I hear going through my head in a way that you would appreciate it. Because I have done this in the past, but, you know, it takes great resource. It takes uh, a great effort, right, Uh, to, to... for something otherwise that just comes natural I could just pick up an instrument and sort of play along with the the music or sound that's in my head uh, sort of like karaoke and I don't need to worry about form or melody or harmony or any of that stuff Um, so I wonder really I mean at at this point what would it take for me to um, orchestrate something so other people would enjoy listening to it I'm very stoked on this whole mashup concept because uh, you know it's, it works very nicely for the short attention span you know I mean I think it's laborious to have to play the same rhythm, the same melody or play the same chords over and over again It's, it's it kind of drives me nutty and like I said, to do so in a way that is artful is very laborious. It takes a lot of resources, too, if you're going to record that stuff. and takes a lot of talent. You know, I have moderate resource. I have moderate talent. Moderate ambition. <laughs> but I do it, and I do it as work, and I do it without payment, so I don't know. Maybe, Maybe I've done it for many years for payment, so... Um, I still do it voluntarily. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening to the Ramblings Integrity Radio.
1: Hey Z, what's happening? You know what? There was no particular line uh, in the in the lyrics of that tune. Um, it just happened to be on the iPod, the iPhone. Um, no, do you know what it was? Actually, it was. Uh, I had um, a radio station on. And uh, it's kind of a rock and roll station. And they were playing that song and I was kinda of reading through some uh of your comments and our bit of to and fro on various things and I said, I'll play that for C. It FRC. seems apt, you know? And uh, may it be apt for whatever reason <laughs> yeah that may come to mind, you know, because uh, anyway, whatever you make it, you know. So it's uh that's what it is after all, isn't it? Whatever you make it. So Anyway, thanks for the interactions. I appreciate it very much, indeed. Hope you're having a good day. Take it easy.
2: Yo, ping, pang, poom, seafood, Zeke. Hey, thanks for that, calling and uh, giving me a heads up to go listen to that thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a good little mashup remix. You got going on there, man. Those things are awesome. Those things are one of a kind, man. They're great. Uh, so, yeah. We'll be doing more of those. Um, we'll be doing a lot more of those. And um, when our jung gets in, oh, we can do some jung noises. From the heavy hands to, yeah, just the form of jung. Oh, man, it's going to be great. So, uh, yeah, ping pang, boom, brother, and I'll see you tomorrow, right? Unless something else changes, then let me know.
0: All right, Working Like a Woman has just put out uh, some really great segments on memory and recall. I'm going to echo the first segment, but it's about three or four segments long, so go check them out. And I think this is some profound stuff, so I hope you enjoy it. Now, I just recently became self-aware of something that uh, I do in relation to others. And um, I want to share it here just so I'll remember it. In fact, that's what I think a lot of this anchor stuff is all about for us is just remembering these ideas and thoughts and concepts. So memory. Yeah, that's a funky one, isn't it? Well, side note, memory is all throughout the body. Just a side note. All right. I want to share an, a common analogy. Um, sometimes I'll be working on something and, and I really, really get absorbed and focus uh, in things. You know, whatever work I'm doing, usually focus, become absorbed. Now, if somebody interrupts that and then asks me a question, I will often answer that question inefficiently. And it's not on purpose. And uh, it was sort of analogous to when you look up a word in a dictionary and you have five different sort of descriptions for what that word would mean. I, I think it's a lot like that. When somebody interrupts me and then wants an answer to something, often they'll get the fourth definition or the third definition. Um, so it's often they don't get the first definition or the first answer or the most logical answer. The, this will usually happen when you answer someone and then they don't believe you and they'll say, that's not really why. All right? And this is, a, this is a common analogy, right? Um, So I think it's important that we understand that, well, for some, of course, always there's deception. But when we can brush deception aside, then I think it has more to do with that little challenge of being able to stop and think and answer um, efficiently is not an easy thing to do all the time. And again, I'm not sweeping under the rug that there's all kinds of other reasons why you wouldn't give a straight answer. But I think oftentimes uh, that might be at the heart of it. And we don't even realize it. We don't even realize that we're not giving a straight answer because we don't have the first definition or the first answer uh, at hand. We might only have the third or fourth definition. Or you might have... Your main reason for doing something may, one, you have forgotten, or two, unconscious. The main reason was an unconscious one. Buckminster Fuller refers to this as right angle benefits of living. In other words, you do something for one reason, but there are vastly greater reasons for having done it. Again, you have to watch deception here. Because some people will uh, claim the greater definition when they really meant the lesser definition. <laughs> so the brain has a natural propensity for deception. Z's law number eight anticipate deception even within yourself. Right? So, yes, this is a fascinating topic, especially if you apply this to the concepts of free will. And then you apply uh, again, continue on with concepts of um, crime, uh, concepts of uh, sexual deviation.
3: Merry Christmas, Uncle. Humbug,
4: humbug, humbug,
3: humbug, 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 humbug,
4: humbug, 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 Humber,
5: humber, humber, Humbug, humber, Humbug, humber, Humbug, humbug,
3: humber, 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 Humbug, Onzin! Did you catch my onzin?
4: Merry Christmas! Bah, humbug! Humbug! Oh, I hate Christmas! Bah, humbug! 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 I have always thought of Christmas! Humbug! Huh. Humbug, still. Ba- um humbug. Hel- humbug! 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 It's Humbug still! Humbug! Humbug still! Humbug! 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 Humbug. humbug, 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 humbug. Humbug, I tell you. Humbug,
5: humbug, humbug. ExcelKK_. Christmas, sir, is a humbug. Good day. Humbug,
4: humbug, humbug. Ah, humbug, 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 humbug. Mr. Bulwark. Oh, thank you very <coughs> Humbug, humbug, ah, no <dues>. humbug. <coughs> al- humbug, humbug, um. humbug, 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 humbug,
0: ah, humbug to you too. Humbug, 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 humbug,
4: humbug. And God bless us all. Everywhere.
0: Yes, that was excellent. OK. Right. That's some physical applause. Now some digital ass applause. That's great. The Seafood Chad uh, has just risen to the challenge of uh, creating a story following this premise a conscious butterfly with no moral compass and i like where you took that chad that's sort of uh conscious but um focused on the wrong thing and wound up getting uh getting eaten by the spider i like that i like that little twist Yeah, this story can go in many directions. I mean, I I was gonna tell the story, tell a story, and then I realized, man, there's just so many ways you can go with this. And uh, so, cool. Anybody else, anybody else wanna take this challenge? Conscious butterfly with no moral compass. If there wasn't a conspiracy to demoralize and destabilize America, If there wasn't one, there is one now. I mean, that's for sure going on now, without a doubt. And one of the ways it's taken place is by infiltrating the brains of our youth. You know, religious revivals, motivational speakers, that kind of shit. And then also indulging deeply into youth culture. You know, leading the masses by way of emotion. I mean, I'm going to assume you would have to be a relatively healthy young human to uh, not understand the healthcare dilemma and uh, and bypass that altogether in your understanding of what's going on around you. And it's really these old fucks that are taking advantage of the young fucks. <gasps> What a new story that is. Breaking news, huh? <laughs> but of course, generalizations are dangerous, and not all old fucks are out there fucking the uh, young fu- fucks. <laughs> That's way too many fucks in one sentence. But I think, you know, you gotta admit, fuck is a very definitive word, right? It serves the function. Yeah, you know, I can really see the frustration with people and technology because we're making all these advances in medicine and all the advances in science. But who the fuck is it serving? Certainly not the masses. And this is unacceptable because we're now living in an era where we can manage our resources. But we choose to mismanage our resources thus far and this this has to stop and it stops with each individual one of the main resources that we have is our brain and our the, our our thinking our ability to think and to uh, problem solve and that seems to be greatly impaired right now again this is where skepticism is so um critical No, we've all gotten smart enough to pander to each of our own individual cognitive dissonances. It's You gonna Mm -hmm. let this happen?
3: But Nazareth may be overrated as an historical site that proves the inerrancy of the Bible. Author René Solom has written The Myth of Nazareth, The Invented Town of Jesus, a book that effectively demonstrates the controversial archaeology of the town where the Bible has Jesus Christ being born. Of course, the religious faction has reacted furiously to the book, specifically in the Bulletin of the Anglo-Israeli Archaeological Society. B-A-I-A-S, which devotes some 47 pages to five angry rebuttals. There is, we are told, an ambitious commercial enterprise presently under construction in Nazareth to rescue the facts about Jesus' hometown. It's a resort known as Nazareth Village. It is designed to eventually contain streets and several dozen stone houses inhabited by actors and storytellers in authentic garb who will illuminate the life and teachings of Jesus, a notion perhaps inspired by the phenomenal success of Disneyland, where Tinkerbell and Mickey Mouse are seen flitting and strolling about, also in authentic garb. As of ten years ago, an international consortium of Christian groups called the Miracle of Nazareth International Foundation had raised some $60 million for the project, with contributors in the U.S. such as former President Jimmy Carter, Pat Boone, and Reverend Reggie White, formerly a Green Bay Packers football star. Scholars associated with the Nazareth Village Project, Stephen Fan, Yehuda Rapuano, and Ross Voss, none of the archaeologists, now say that evidence has been discovered there for a town that existed at the time of Jesus, a settlement before the first Jewish war that took place in 70 C.E. This evidence was simply lying on the open surface of the site, they say. This claim, author Psalm shows, is bogus and it results from misdating, mislabeling, misinterpreting, and from pure invention. These artifacts and facts were somehow missed by the previous crowds of professional archaeologists who have been digging on that site for the last century. The Nazareth Village Resort lies on a 15-acre plot of land called the Nazareth Village Farm, the NVF. The scholars, under discussion, surveyed the farm, dug on it, and published a lengthy report in the 2007 issue of the BAIAS Journal. There is little difficulty to show that there are evidence for a town there, 11 small pieces of pottery shards, actually dates as late as the second century CE, and Psalms research shows that the rest of the material from the Nazareth site dates well after the time of Jesus Christ. There simply is no demonstrable evidence from the Nazareth site that dates to the time of Jesus Christ and to Hellenistic times. In fact, one awkward fact after the other stands in the way of such a claim. For example, the Church of the Annunciation at Nazareth, the largest Christian structure in the Middle East, is a primary destination of Christian pilgrims the Holy Land. Of course. It is there that the faithful believe Mary received the Annunciation from the Archangel Gabriel at her home, but the existence of a number of tombs directly under the structure, firmly established by archaeologists, is just impossible, since for the faithful, tombs have no place under such a structure. According to Jewish religious law, Jews cannot live in the vicinity of tombs, which are a prime source of ritual impurity so the ancient commentary on Jewish law mandates that tombs must be located outside of the village proper. Thus, tombs under the house of Mary are denied by the tradition. These post-Iron Age tombs are also post-Jesus, Middle Roman and later, and the wealth of pottery found in them is also later. Consider, continuing pilgrimage to Nazareth, which fortifies the convictions of the true believer while supporting the community financially, depends on the sanctity and the reputation of the site. As author Psalm points out, perhaps the entire Jesus story depends on it too. He also tells us not to be too surprised if remarkable finds at Nazareth conveniently appear in the next few years, finds that substantiate a settlement there at the time of Christ.
0: you're listening to integrity radio my name is z join me and my wife ronnie as we explore the objective meaning behind human integrity perhaps together we can all respectfully discover and implement more integrity into our lives enjoy I tried to record this earlier and then it crashed on me or something. But I was trying to talk about the oldest trick in the book. The oldest trick in the book is Beat and switch. what's that?
2: Bait and switch. I don't know.
0: I wonder if this would be considered a bait and switch, which is let's say Joe is sick and and I am a witch doctor, a mystic, and, and you come to me and say, Oh, you gotta help uh you gotta help Joe. You know, Joe is just anybody, right? Joe Joe. Uh and uh and so I come and go, oh, and do my dances, do my little emotional uh, sort of dances and incantations. And uh, knowing that you're probably going to be fine. It's just going to probably take 48 hours for you to get through it, right? Because, you know, you've seen this before. You're an older guy. You've seen it, right? Yeah. And so you go, (laughs) yeah, and then Joe gets better. And then I take credit for it.
4: Yeah.
0: Oldest trick in the book. Imagine Jesus. Didn't you say earlier Jesus did a few miracles, right? Yes. brought uh, Brought people back to from sickness or or from death, right? Yeah. Of course, that's very sus- suspect because we didn't know anything about medical, uh, you know, about science and uh, medical science back then. We, we didn't know. Right. So. How could we say that he healed somebody maybe they were just sick and then they got better in his presence well,
4: the gypsies do that now yeah, the gypsies yeah, in yeah various different
1: countries Well, know
0: who else does it hmm. now know who's who's the greatest purporter of that, okay. well, that reporter is a right word but <laughs> <laughs> motivational speakers nice. yeah as I'll just uh, I know Joe isn't doing so well again our fictional Joe right Joe's not doing so well right so Somebody says, man, you got to check out this motivational speaker, right? And so you go to the motivational speaker and eventually, you know, the act of going to a motivational speaker has you, you know, practicing the act of getting off your ass and doing something. Right. Then eventually you might even one of the thousand people at that program, at that uh, motivational speech might actually accomplish something
4: the odds are somebody's going. Yes,
0: yeah, somebody out of that crowd is going to achieve something, right? And then the motivational speaker says, "Yeah, oh, that's that was me. Thank you." Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, uh, anyway, that was my rant that I wasn't able to get out. It really uh if you swipe back a, a, a few segments, there's something called Mass Man. Mass Man by Lenny Bruce. Uh, I think that speaks to what I'm saying as well. Not directly, but indirectly speaks to
4: yeah. that
0: as well. Yeah. Actually no, it's it's in contrast to what I just said. <laughs> oh, never mind. I it doesn't sound like I'm gonna get this segment out now either, does it? All right. Well thanks for uh suffering through that with me, but it had to be done. Oldest trick in the book. Yep. Emotion is an essentially unconscious process. Emotions are motivating forces, preparing us for action. They are spontaneous biological processes that are out of our control. They can be understood by others through spontaneous physical expression, such as laughter. Feelings are how we interpret the emotions we experience. We are consciously aware of our feelings and can make decisions based on them. As we have control of our feelings, others cannot guess at our feelings through our behavior. Differently, Emotions prepare us for action in situations that induce fear there are motivating forces that prepare the body to flee or stand and fight other people are able to understand or at least guess at our emotions from our behavior. Feelings, however, may or may not be consistent with behavior because we can choose to behave in a way that hides them. basic emotions are an opportunity for greater self-awareness they accompany a biological arousal that makes us notice them and become more aware of our feelings this uh, allows us to factor them into choices we make and with honest reflection to deepen self-awareness. Our emotional selves and reasonable selves are not compartmentalized. On the contrary, they are connected much more than they seem.
4: I live in a monochromatic world.
5: That? That's unbelievable. Again, I bought a present for him, made a whole party. He don't wait. I'll keep the money, but just sucker. It's a masked man. It's a beautiful person. Mario! Wait a minute, we have more presents. This guy is selfish. Did you give him any money? Not a nickel. How many times you took the garbage out of for first? Clean up the yard. He don't want nothing. This is a beautiful person. There hasn't been one God like that. Every God always stuck around for, look what I did for you. Or his friends tell you what worked. This. <laughs> ho, ho! Wait a minute, Mask Man. We got a present for you. Mask Man. Did you give him any money? I didn't give him a nickel. You either? Good that you let your schmuck, ain't got a quarter, I'm telling you. He don't take nothing. He don't even take thank you. They all take. He don't take, I'm telling you. <laughs> ho, ho! Man! Mass man, wait a minute. You got coffee and Wait a minute. Man, man, wait a minute, you asshole. Wait a minute. I'm tired of his horse shit now. And that's the third time I made a present for him. He ran off. I don't mind for me, but my ma, she made coffee and cake and everything. That bastard. Is he kidding? Was he too good for everybody? He saw the only thing he came out He made coffee and cake. I schmuck rides right off. And he laughed at us, I'm telling you. He went, high oh, on okay, like that. He's no good, I'm telling you. I think. Bastard, I can He saw the old lady came out. With arthritis, here.
4: <laughs> Send the coffee,
5: coffee for you. I'm going to get him, I'll get him. Either. I don't want to hear that shit, he's a nice guy. He's not a nice guy. He's a nice guy, how come he bullets for everybody? I don't care if that's bullets. You know why he the bullets? I bet you give me a Dr. Ehrlich the magic bullet, 606. What's that? Syphilis. What? Sure, that's what he's saying. He's saying his own way that the whole world is syphilis. And that's why he rides over this mouth coat. He <laughs> don't want no part of nobody. Miss, I'm telling you. Hey, Pop, bring him back. I'm going to kick his ass all over the lot. Now, bring him back here right now. Won't <laughs> you move, you psychotic? Hold a gun, Ma. Ask man, what's your story, buddy? You know, Mr. D'Angelo, he's hopping ass mad at you. His mommy made all them hot Italian cakes, and you runned off. Runned off and didn't wait for nothing. How come you're so snotty you can't accept love or thank you from nobody? Not well, explain if you get your goddamn hands off me, you barbarians. The <laughs> reason I never wait for thank you, see, uh... Suppose he wants to wait for thank you. Thank you, madman. What's that? Thank you, madman. Thank you, masked man. Now, damn it, I like that. Let's hear it once again, son. Thank you, madman. Thank you, masked man. That's sweet. Help! Mass get man, the mass man. We're in trouble. A little busy now. I'm getting a few thank yous. Massman, man, help! Help! We're being robbed. Get the masked man! Don't break my balls now. I help two people a lot. I'm entitled to take one week off to get some thank yous. You're not going to get nothing if you keep it up. All right. Let's have it again. Thank you, Massman. man. I'm going to get a book. That's all. Screw these people. I'll get a thank you Massman man book. I'll put it in the book. When I'm old. They'll say you're in the shingle business. Ah, well, you think I was always in the shingle business? Look at this. Thank you, Massman. man. Leo Carillo, Freeport, Long Island. Look at all the thank you, master. I'm going down to the mailbox and see the thank you, masked man man's been here today. Yeah, he's okay. A lot of good things to say, you know. He's, the, he's not the whole brains. After all, his outfits, a lot of other people work very hard. Paul, Luke, and all them people. come has been fooling with my mail. I know it. someone fooling with my mail. Where's my thank you, mask man? There are no more thank you, mask man. The Messiah returned during the night. The Messiah? Well, what does this do with me? Well, you see, men, like yourself... You thrived upon the continuance of segregation, violence, and disease. Now the Messiah's returned all is pure. You're in the shit house. <laughs> well, then I'll make trouble.
4: <laughs>
5: because I'm geared for it. And I must have a thank you masked man. And that's why I always ride off and never wait for thank you. And then you sure can talk some shit, buddy. <laughs> I got a damn oh, headache. My head. head hurts me. What the hell are you talking about? Thank you, Madman. Leo free boat, Long Island. Look, I work for the city. You know what I mean, buddy? I got a job to do. Now, look, I'm here to see you accept a present. Just one present. Do it for the kids. We'll get the hell out of here. What do you say? All right, for the children, I'll do it. Give me. No ashtrays. Anything I want? Anything. You just take it, buddy. a buddy whip or a doll, any of things up on the top shelf. shelf. I tell you what? Anything? Give me that Indian over there. Who's that? Tonto? Yes, Tonto. I want Tonto the Indian. What <laughs> the hell you talking about? You can't have Tonto. Bullshit! You made the deal, that's what I want. I want Tonto the Indian. You're gonna get you Tonto, buddy. His name ain't Tonto, it's Tonto. What here you want Tonto for? To perform in a natural act. <laughs> what? To perform in a natural act. Oh, the masked man to fair. Ah. <laughs> ah. The fag man. Ah, a dirty fag, you dang queer, you. The masked fag man, ain't that a kick in the ass? I you get mascara under that damn mask, ain't you? A dang queer, I never knew you were a fag masked man. I'm not a fag, but I've heard a lot about it and read exposés. I want to try it now to see how bad it is. Just once. I like what they do with fags, anyway. The punishment is quite correct. They throw them in jail a lot of men. Very clever. <laughs> Wash them up and get them ready. I uh, tell you what, give me the horse, too. <laughs> what do you want that horse for? For the actor. Ah. Disgusting fag. He's a dang queer freak. Ah. Disgusting fag. Ah. Disgusting ah.